The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Are you ready to get LinkedIn? Rocking the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11 for your hosts, Mike and Lori. Oh, yeah. Rock on, Lori. Rock on, Mike O'Neill. Hey, you know, we, we got this little attitude about us because we like music, and I'm not going to apologize it to this audience. I'm not going to apologize for liking music. Music inspires people. When we are on stage talking, people just jump out of their seats when they find out they were at the same concerts we were. Well, that's because we pop those slides on there that say things like Queen, 1977. What? Uh, we will, we will. Rocky, well, please don't sing anymore. No, I want to go. Guess what, Mike? We will, we will rock rock you. you. And we've been rocking for a year. So, Mike, you know, it's brilliant. I love that. I'm so glad you stopped (laughs) singing. Uh, you know, when I look really good air guitaring too on radio, don't you I? look good. You look good air guitaring even on video. Well, you see, I, when you air guitar on radio, you got to add a little something to it, a little spice, or the audience really doesn't get what they paid for. That's right. And since it's a free show, they're getting get what it. they pay for, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is our first anniversary our with first Webmaster time. Radio. I'm so excited. Rock the World with LinkedIn is a year old today, this week. And, you know, that means, you know, how many weeks are there? There's a lot of weeks. There's There's a lot. 52 weeks. There's 52 weeks in a year. I know, but you know, there's been a couple holidays and things like that. So we've had 45 shows so far. And our very first guest on Rock the World with with LinkedIn was T.A. McCann with Gist. And you know, since then, Gist was bought out by RIM. But tell us a little bit about how we met T.A. McCann and then we'll listen to a clip. We met we met him through LinkedIn of all places. Really? You don't say. Don't don't say (laughs) that. Yeah. And um and just fills a lot of the needs that, that a lot of folks have to kind of a, have a dashboard to yes. a lot of their social media. And that's what drew us into it because, frankly, we have a lot of inboxes, kind of hard to keep track of that. And when we're getting ready to reach out to people, it's nice to do some checking up. And it's nice not to have to go everywhere for it, it is. which is what we had to do previous to Just. One of my favorite things with Just is I keep it on my phone. And when we're getting ready to go to a city, I like to figure out what's going on in that city. And I, I check on people who I'm connected to in that that city and learn a little bit more about them to see what they're talking about and stuff just allows me to do that real easily so let's listen in on a clip with T.A. McCann all right 
You oh. guys are in the uh, sort of the well-connected LinkedIn club, but we've got people inside Gist who have over a hundred thousand contacts, and there's lots of people that kind of sit in your category in the fifty to seventy-five thousand contacts, of which a portion of those are LinkedIn contacts. So we're we're also focusing on a lot of the people who have massive, massive networks. And what Gist does, which is kind of unique, is this prioritization algorithm. So it's really looking at across all of my contacts, who do I interact with the most? And those people are probably important. Or who am I connected to in a variety of different ways? And those people are important. So it, it kind of gives you different slices of, of an importance of different connections that you have. And also, in size Gist, we allow for tagging. So I might tag a certain set of people as key influencers in a space or key people that I'm dealing with on a book project, or key people that I'm going to meet at a conference. And so it allows a slicing and dicing of my network uh, around tags or logical groupings, as well as around companies I'm interacting with, related to other people, or just the generic sort of important slicing. So it, it really is focused to people who have very large networks and uh, want to get deeper uh, understanding of each individual, each group, as well as different uh, subcategories. Well, TA sort of started our, our trend towards the interviewing of CEOs of niche kind of social media companies. Right. You could say that he started our trend of interviewing anybody. You could say, you <laughs> he, could say he started one. that trend. Yes, he but did. he really set the bar high on who we could interview, who was going to be available for the show. And, folks, if you haven't, if you haven't heard TA's interview, get on our, on our archive on page. Show, yeah rocktheworldradio.com, look for T.A. McCann and listen to that interview. It was brilliant. So well, next. I, th- I thought when we interviewed Wynn Schwartow that it was going to be a little stuffy because he's Mr. Privacy. You he know? is. He's very private. You but know, if you look at his LinkedIn profile, you wouldn't think that he's like got everything shut down, but he's pragmatic he, and he's practical. He, he believes, you know, and on LinkedIn, and this is one thing I learned from Wynn on LinkedIn, that the things that you put on your LinkedIn profile are, for the most part, public information anyway. When's married, he can put that he's married on his LinkedIn profile because anybody could figure that out. So let's listen to a quick clip from when he's going to talk about his privacy on Facebook and LinkedIn and, and why he shows up on Facebook as being born in 1909. Hmm. I don't think I give up much privacy on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Um, I've got my birthday set that I was born in 1909. I remember you telling me that, and I asked you why, and you said it's because... I said because that way I don't fit any of the age marketing demographic profiles when they do fish farming on the websites. Because nobody wants to market to a 101-year-old man? Apparently not, because I get very, very little of that garbage. And I get very little harassment on um, any of my social networking presences. That's fine. So I know I, I, I have a I let out very very little information. Uh, stick to business issues and do not post that I'm going to be leaving the country for three weeks. Please come rob me. <laughs> when when I have to ask you a question, I just have to just just bursting out of me. What kind of targeted ads does a 101-year-old man get? Uh, that's called the post-Viagra generation. <laughs> I, I don't know that I want to see that side of life. <laughs> I, I, I just can't imagine. You know, well, they, they target that stuff so well that uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're beyond, I just kind of wonder what the, 
Uh, none of the above fits. Yeah. Now, now on your LinkedIn profile, when you do have that you're married, and, and for the people that are connected to you, we can see your phone number and, and things like that. So that's good because for, it doesn't stop business from coming in the door. You're not, you know, you're you're an expert in this field, but you're not paranoid either. Well, the, the, there is, a, as you said, a, a reasonable balance. Uh, my business phone is there. Yeah, I'm married. Uh, my wife's name is public. But there is very little personal detail on you. Get an email. You get basic contact information, and kind of here's what I'm doing. And if you care, give me a call. I, I don't turn it into this massive ego fest. Uh, I, I don't really push and uh, proselytize a bunch on these sites. It's more of a for me a connecting with people than a than a vanity press. And a lot of people treat it as. And this is their only vanity. This is their only Andy Warhol fame. And I just don't think that's an appropriate use of these sites. That is such great information. It was great information almost a year ago when we first aired that show. It's great information now. So who's next? <laughs> well, at, yeah, Axel Schultz is next. And Axel is, is at the time. Mm-hmm. had the lowest LinkedIn ID number of anyone I'd ever met. I think I met somebody with a lower LinkedIn ID. Well, he was I- one of the original alpha testers of LinkedIn, yeah, so was- he was one of the top, what was his number, do you remember? Eight thousands. Wow, wow. Uh, so he would actually go to meetings with the folks, the founders of, of LinkedIn, at Starbucks, because they didn't have an office and all that kind of stuff. Hey, anyway, this is, goes back to really good old LinkedIn days early LinkedIn days. Well, this is funny. Uh, the very first experience was right after we actually talked about uh, working together in my company, which I ran back then. And, uh, you know, a couple, couple weeks later, he said, you know, I ran into this other guy and uh, we're actually starting a social media company. And I have to take this back. We, they didn't say a social media company. The term didn't even exist back then. Uh, we're starting a company who does something with uh, networking. And I think... Back then, there was no term for it. We didn't know where this go. We had just no idea. And uh, when he told me a little bit about LinkedIn, uh, I had even a hard time to pronounce it right uh, because the linked and the in was... I mean, today it's LinkedIn, of course, but uh, when you write it, uh, you don't know whether it's an I or an L, and so it's LinkedIn. <laughs> hey, Lori, Lori and I have a, have a client in, is it Spain? In Spain. Spain. Yeah, he, 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 goes, he goes, LinkedIn. <laughs> we go to the LinkedIn, the LinkedIn, the LinkedIn. It's just so cute. I can't. I don't stop him because it's just so cute the way he says it. So he asked me, you know, to join and uh, be one of the first users because he needed people with uh, online experience. And back then, I mean, initially it was a bunch of uh, engineers who were connected uh, in in that data pool. And I looked at it and said, okay, but Constantine, well, what do I do with it? I mean, it's these are mostly engineers and developers, probably your own, and they're friends and so that's not really for me and he said no we need to get the executives in I said oh okay so and he asked me to invite my executive friends he knows that you know I'm very well connected here in Silicon Valley and so I started help him get these executives in friends who then came to me and said okay actually I mean I you know, I like you, but what is this? It doesn't do anything for me. And so it was very hard in the beginning because we all didn't have even a faintest idea where this could go. The only thing which drove me was there's, I have this instinct for new stuff. 
people call me the nose. Uh, and so I thought, no, this, this, is, this is really hot. And uh, it took a while. And so we had our business meetings actually in University Cafe because there was no real office around. And so we were just hanging out and he asked me stuff and I asked him, I said, okay, how should I use this or that? And he said, you know, um, and he explained it to me, you know, um, you need to um, use this for invitation. And uh, since, you know, everybody only gets invited when, uh, um, when you're connected. So the first thing is you need to ask somebody uh, to actually make the introduction for you. Uh, virtual introduction was kind of a, a hot topic then. And, and uh, I started again going to friends of friends and said, hey, you know, would you mind introducing me to that person because I want to do business with him or her? And um, it felt a little bit clumsy. But after a while, I realized how powerful this is. I realized that I could actually get pretty much any connection, anytime, anywhere, if I only leverage the connections I have. And I was amazed. I mean, within about a year or so, I was second degree away from pretty much anybody. I mean, second degrees away from a president, second uh, degrees away from pretty much any CEO on the planet I wanted to get. I thought, this is very powerful. But back okay. then, it was, it was really kind of, uh, oh, what is this? This is kind of yet another game. <laughs> yeah, you know, Axel, Axel epitomizes openness. He does. Um, people are pretty open in the Bay Area anyway because it's kind of where the incubator of all this stuff is. Let's talk to, listen in again with Axel about openness being the number one driver towards functionality on software. Absolutely. That's real important. I talked to, to a scientist, I talked to social, uh, sociologists, and it's kind of very interesting to see. And so openness is probably the one, number one driver to more functionality. And with more openness, uh, we will need to see and watch what our society is, is ready to actually open up. So, for instance, um, today it's, it's LinkedIn where we have our contacts and then we have our business in our CRM and ERP and what have you systems. At one point, we want to connect those two. And so there are APIs on LinkedIn, which are pretty powerful. And I think there will happen much more to actually merge uh, technologies that let our, our conversations flow even more freely between business and, and, and our personal lives. And that blend of business and personal probably is the most significant change we will see in the next 10 years. That yeah. is really brilliant, Mike. I've, I've been reading a lot. Um, I've been following a lot of the interviews that different business magazines have been having with Reid Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn. And you know, the, the idea of privacy has never been a problem with LinkedIn because, like it has with Google and Facebook and other things because they consider user privacy and how people might respond to different functionalities in the LinkedIn space. So it's really something that they consider. So that really brings home the point. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back with one of my favorite episodes with Tim Mueller. It yeah. was a surprise inter interview. Yeah, there's something special coming up on this one. Yeah. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return.
as you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. WebmasterRadio.fm, keeping you out of rush hour traffic. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, Mike, guess what? Jim Mueller interviewed him on the show. It was a it was a good interview. It was decent. And then after the show, the tape was still rolling, and you asked him a question about email marketing campaigns and, and stuff. And Jim gave you some really good advice about how to set up an email marketing campaign. The thing was that you neither one of you knew that the tape was still rolling. And you guys talked long enough. It became another show. It was great information. So let's listen in on a clip. What happens when people don't realize they're being interviewed? It's kind of behind the scenes, yeah. Mike, I was thinking when in your, in your travels – you guys collected questions, and then um, maybe you maybe you send those out to your guests ahead of time. Maybe they can address some of those questions or whatever. Um, I mean, there's not well, how, a lot of time. How, how, would, how would you have a send work? Because we're in the process right now, for example, of crap of of building an email marketing list. We don't have one right now. I've got well, I've got a box that people have been opting into that just sits on the on the homepage and we offer them a couple pages of the book and some things when they opt in, but we're not we don't do anything with that and we have a a, a, 
um, uh, someone we met in St. Louis who's also a speaker on the circuit with us. So he's speaking in the next room to us, for example, who's going to set all that up for us, including the opt-in software, because the problem is building the list for most people. It's it, you know, There's plenty of tools to do a list. Well, Constant Contact does just great for a lot of people if they if they've got a list uh, you know a weber bring me your list you know uh, uh, go to any any bring me your list no me got list you help me get list no you bring me list and you have a stare well, off with them once again not to be opportunistic but that's that's one of the things we'll help people with is um, identifying those collection points and showing them the best practices on how to start collecting the email addresses um, because Constant Contact's not interested in that. In fact, most of you know Constant. We're a we're a partner of Constant Contact. They're not interested in it. You know, they have lots of great education. They have uh, they have webinars and so forth. But they're not going to hold your hand and walk you through the process. It's all automated. Mail. You got Mailchimp. You got all of them out there. And we just built. We just became a partner of those them a couple months ago, and we built. A couple programs where we actually send out the newsletter. You supply the content, but then we spoon feed you on how to, you know, do a Google alert. You know, let's, you know, come up with a few stories each month. Maybe have a, a promotion. We'll do the newsletter. We'll mail it out for you. We'll also do customer feedback because that's a great tool. And oh, by the way, we'll ask for testimonials from your customers um, through these emails. And um, but if they if you need help collecting them, then you know. Yeah, that's still, I'm still working on that project. You are still working on the project. To this date, and it's amazing how many people get blown away by, wow, you're right, that's the big question. It's not what do I do when I have it all, it's how do I get my list together. To begin with. And, and, and. Even experts we talked to today about it say you're going to have to hire someone. We were with folks this weekend. You're going to have to hire someone to write the code because no one wants to be responsible for something that might be considered spam. Right. So I, you know, I, David Bullock's up next, and I got to meet David Bullock before you did, Lori. You met did. Him I was very sad about that. Did you meet him on LinkedIn? Uh, no, no. I met David Bullock as, a, as through Jay Darragon. But I, you met Jay Darragon on LinkedIn. I met Jay Darragon okay. on LinkedIn. Just yeah. saying. And uh, you know, he had just. Uh, uh, been involved in the analysis of the Twitter campaign with the Obama campaign and all, and um, you know, it, was, it was it was pretty neat because I'm connected to Barack Obama on LinkedIn. Well, and, and, wait, wait, wait! You know, how are you pretty, connected? Pretty how cool are you, of all people, connected to Barack Obama on LinkedIn? Have you met the president in person, or did you meet him before he became president? I invited him. I sent him a LinkedIn invitation, and he accepted it. So he accepted your LinkedIn invitation. The president, the person who wanted to be president of the United States. Got a LinkedIn invitation from Mr. Mike O'Neill, the LinkedIn rock star, and accepted it before he had actually met you. And he became president. There's something about that. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of people don't are afraid to connect to people they don't know on LinkedIn. But let's listen to David. I'll pass on that I have passed through at least a hundred LinkedIn introductions Introduction to, Barack to Barack Obama, Obama because of my connections. There you go. Well, hey, let's listen to David Bullock on the benefits of being connected to the president of the United States. Well, I know for me right now, if you do a search, if you search for his name, I actually come up in the search. So that's the most powerful man in the, in the world. And being connected to him is a, is a good thing. No matter what the public uh, speaks about, it, he is a rising story in the marketplace. Whatever yeah. he's doing, people will always be looking for, and that's what you're really connecting to—a rising story. So, if you're so, just like with the book that we wrote, 
we had a nexus of social media, the presidential campaign, and technology at the same time. All three of those are rising stories. And a rising tide, you know, it floats all boats. And that's right. the best benefit of being connected to someone who's in the marketplace at a very high level. Wow. It's, it's so powerful. I just, I never get tired of listening to David Bullock either. So, you know, folks, if you want to go back and listen to David Bullock, rocktheworldradio.com, find David Bullock's interview. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. So, Mike, who's next? Uh, do we not have Guy Powell next? Guy Powell and our yes. good friend Stephen Groves, Groves on the culture of social presence. Now, these guys wrote the book together. Um, ROI of social media. And the interesting thing was that, that Stephen had been the evangelist for the social media Bible and Guy Powell had written marketing books in the ROI of marketing. They met online. I believe they met on LinkedIn. They did most of the book without ever they meeting. They did the entire book without meeting. The first time they met was when they got off the plane in Malaysia to do the launch of the book. That was the first time they'd actually met face-to-face and seen each other. But let's listen in on this last clip of the day. I yeah, wish we had are, time to do we, more, we, but this was great. We interview a lot of cool people, but these are some of the coolest people we know. There is uh, oftentimes a, a change of culture when it comes to uh, putting up a social presence. Uh, because uh, it, it requires a certain degree of transparency. It requires uh, a huge degree of honesty, and uh, it requires you to construct marketing programs that are not just um, come up with the idea and spew it out to the market, but you really start developing conversations with your consumers uh, and with people in the market. So it's, it's, it's a very different paradigm. So the first thing is to get yourself mentally prepared for it. Second is um, don't delegate this to someone at the lowest level of the organization without, without some involvement or at least some parameters about what can be talked about, what can't be talked about, and uh, what should be talked about. So um, those are the first things that I'd indicate to people. And then beyond that, the tool set is pretty straightforward. You need a, you need a blog, you need a microblog, and you need a social network of some kind, of which, of course, LinkedIn is one of the premier ones for, for B2B connections. Absolutely. Well, and I would, yeah, and I would add to that, I think the, uh, the social media guidelines uh, that – uh, need to be developed and understood. Uh, we, I was just at a conference with uh, one, where one of the speakers was the gentleman from AT and T, and and they not only have a, a very detailed set of guidelines, but a, but when you think about not not necessarily uh, having a, a sophisticated marketing infrastructure, the objectives and those guidelines are have to be the first big step that a new company takes as they're trying to put their, their foot in the water and, and, and start to implement social media. And I think it, as they are interviewing the, their prospective hires, that has to be a big piece of that equation is to think about how they would put together the guidelines and, and potentially even a training pr- uh, program so that not only those hires are going to be doing social media, but even the rest of the organization is going to be active in it so that you have some clear ways to make sure that you don't make any of the 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 big oopses that otherwise can can take place. Wow, that was so cool. Guy Powell and Stephen Groves. Actually, it was Stephen Groves and Guy Powell, but that was a great show too and there was so so much good information. We actually interviewed them twice. So two shows with Stephen Groves and Guy Powell, authors yeah, you, of the ROI of social media. How do you pick it? I don't know. 
I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, we've we've been amazingly blessed with the people that we've connected with on LinkedIn. Sometimes just by circumstance or happenstance or or whatever that that somebody we came across someone and was like, "Wow, this is going to be a cool interview." I can tell. <clears throat> it was Michael Sirkan who taught us uh, something that we've been following all along. He didn't right. realize what we were doing. Right. He is articulated the, it. For the us. power of having a radio show is the relationship you get with the guests you have on the show. Exactly. And Michael Sirkan was another one of our guests on the show and just so many incredible people over the last year and so many more to come. You know what one of my favorite shows was though? Mm-hmm. Just recently, our show last week, um, the, every time we have a fifth Monday of the month, we're going to, we started interviewing musical artists. So our very first musical artist was Siren. Siren. And you can see, you can find him on Twitter at Siren, X-R-I-E-N. X-I-R-E-N. X-I-R-E-N. <laughs> Thank you. X-I-R-E-N. Or at Siren.net. And brilliant, brilliant mem- music, it, reminiscent of U2 and Pink Floyd and a lot of classic, classic rock that he grew up with. And he's a, just a brilliant artist. And he's a very good businessman on top of it. He's learning to utilize social media. And one thing he said in the interview that I thought was brilliant was what social media has done for music is it has allowed musicians and fans to reconnect again yeah. like they used to. You don't have to go things. through the label to get to your fans anymore. In right. fact, the primary way to get to your fans now is direct. Exactly, exactly. Direct through social media. That's so much fun. So coming up, why don't you give us a little bit of a preview of what we're hoping to do this year? Well, there's new players in the social media space, and we're going to be interviewing, once again, CEOs of these up-and-coming companies and all. Um, this is the big year for the application programming interface. So I'm going to be focusing in on companies this year mm-hmm. that that actually have products that plug into LinkedIn. Right. That extend LinkedIn's functionality. That's where I'm going to take my little niche of the show, so to say, cool. um, in uh, the second half uh, of this year and the third you know, the, the, the second year. And, of course, with a lot more Fifth Mondays coming up, we've got some great musicians coming up. We've already got Miriam's Well slated for, for our next show. Um, it'll be on October. We've got uh, a new band coming up that I, I actually met the artist on LinkedIn. He sent me a LinkedIn invitation and said, hey, if you'd love to. He was actually looking for sponsors for their festivals that they play. They said, we'll promote your business while we're doing the shows. And I thought, that's brilliant. i got to talk to this guy. So he'll be coming up in January. Just a lot of really cool things. So people, you can go listen to the archives at rocktheworldradio.com. It's rocktheworldradio.com. That's our page on Webmaster Radio. Or go to iTunes, search for LinkedIn. You'll find us, Rock the World, all one word, Rock the World, with LinkedIn on iTunes. Now, a really fun thing we're doing for this particular show, and we'll announce the winner shortly, we've got a trivia contest on our book page. RockLinkedIn.com is where we have all the resources for people who buy and read our books to get your LinkedIn worksheet, to get videos. To get Networking for Nerds Networking for Nerds book, the free ebook that we did for college students is out there. All kinds of resources, and right at the top, 
You'll see the trivia contest. It'll have, you know, who likes what music, what LinkedIn tips did we have on which shows. A lot of the clues, if you listen to today's broadcast, a lot of clues were in today's broadcast. But check out that trivia contest. Play with us a little bit. Connect with Mike and I on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever you can. And let's rock out together. Rock on, Lauren. Rock on, Mike O'Neill. Your number two coming up. Yay. Yeah.